Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome to the Punters, mate. It's Good Friday. I don't know what's going on. We've got people all around the place. Uh, neither of us are in the studio today. I'm uh, at home and Sammy is uh, on location somewhere. Sammy, where are you? Chris, I'm at Tullabudra uh, Tourist Park. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's challenging, isn't it, with three billy lids? But um, it's good that we can still roll with punters, mate. Uh, NT Racing Talk, the darling down low. SEN track never stops. It goes on. It never ends, Sammy. And that's just a... Anyone or anyone that's down that way, Tullabudger at Tourist Park, and they want a uh, selfie or a uh, an autograph from Sammy, you now know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> so track him down. If you can do it while we're on air, that's even better. But uh, anyway, that's where Sammy is. And, people uh, people are driving along listening. People yes, are driving along listening going, who? Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> no, they know exactly who you are. They know who you are. Now, uh, on the show today, we're going to have a chat to... Tony Gollan, of course, has got a good uh, good hand of runners in at Doomben on Saturday. We're going to chat to Ash Morgan, Sammy. Now, some news during the week that Ash Morgan, who we know is uh, a jockey that's based in Newcastle, does a lot of riding, obviously, in New South Wales. Well, he's yet another jockey, trainer, you name it, that's making the move to uh, Queensland. Yeah, and why not? Uh, it's a great place to live and, and, and work. And, and, you know, I guess... Um, uh, you know, the, the trend has been set a few years ago when we saw quite a few jockeys uh, relocate from Melbourne up to up to uh, Queensland and how much success they've had. It's been massive, hasn't it? And, um, and more and more jockeys are wanting to, to come up here and get involved in in, uh, in racing in Queensland. And why wouldn't you? I mean, it's uh, it started with, I think it started with uh, Jeff Lloyd. He sort of came from international, not from mean to state. Although he was riding in Sydney for a while, sure. I think uh, Robbie Fred made the move. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we then we got a lot of uh, interstaters, a lot of Victorians. I mean, we had Steph Thornton, we had Ben Thompson. We now got Damien Thornton, who we spoke to on the show last week, and he's riding up a storm now, isn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, it was no surprise to see him hit the ground running. Uh, obviously, um, he's getting good opportunities, and and I think it helps with the fact that uh, he's. Uh, brother Boris and sister Steph have had good success up here, and uh, so people weren't, uh, you know, obviously he's a he's a, a, a very successful jockey down in Melbourne, but people were were ready just to jump straight on board and use uh, Damien Thornton's uh, services, and yeah, he's done. Uh, he he's had a great start, hasn't he? So. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he. I don't think he. He hasn't uh, confirmed whether he's going to stay or not. But, um, or you know, but it, it's at this stage, it's a working holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Um. He did sort of mention last week that he he probably will go back, but we'll see. Once he's been through a winter in Queensland, as against a winter in Victoria, he may well change his mind. Now he rode a double last Saturday. Uh. So did Kyle Wilson Taylor, and so well, Anne Jones. She rode a treble. And I think she rode another treble on Wednesday. So she is absolutely flying. Uh, doubles last week to Rob Heathcote and Tony Gollan. Situation room went on its winning way. So, yeah, it was a tough day at Doombin last week, a wet track. And we're likely to have uh, some sort of give in the ground for the meeting on Saturday as well. Now, Sammy, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit teary today. 
a little bit teary today because... Well, why is that, Chris? Anim- well, Animo's having his final run in Australia tomorrow. Did you know that? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, all good things come to an end and uh, it's no surprise that... Yeah, I think I'm really interested to see how he goes on the other side of the world and and uh, yeah. if he can have the uh, same success. He's obviously been a star here um, and... I think he'll get beat, though. I think Dubai Honour will beat him. So that's the way I'm going. Yeah, it's an interesting clash, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's going to be a wet track in Sydney. I mean, the rain just seems to come at the wrong time every year. But uh, we'll get, a, would say, a heavy track in Sydney. It wouldn't be much better than that. Animo's got form on heavy tracks. Uh, Dubai Honour hasn't seen an actual heavy track, Sammy. So I wonder if that'll come into play. Yeah, I'd be confident that he'll be no problems uh, in the ground. Uh, you know, they uh, what what we call a heavy track uh, here is uh, yep. probably nearly a good track in uh, in England. But that you know they that he would have uh, definitely had his toe into the ground and on genuine wet ground. Um, so I, I'm uh, I'm confident that he'll be a, a effective enough. And you like your uh, your English form. There's another uh, interesting runner in Sydney going around tomorrow in race number nine. The Queen of the Turf is a Group One. Alcohol Free is a mare from uh, the UK, and she's come here. Well, she was bought for a, a fair amount of money, and she's having her first run. Gay Wardhouse Adrian Bot training. Any intel on her? Uh, not only that, uh, it's a very good horse, and uh, yeah, I think um, if it brings its best, uh, it'll give it a shake. That's for sure. I think uh, it'll it'll definitely be uh, be hard to beat, and yeah, it looks a, it looks a, a good style of horse. That's for sure. All right, some news from the week. Uh, Martin Harley, remember Martin Harley, uh, the jockey had that bad fall a few months ago, uh, straight out of the barriers. There, he's set to return in May. Geez, I've seen some photos of Martin. He's got like a a brace of some sort on his head and all sorts of different things. He really has gone through through hell. We'll get him on the show the next few weeks before he comes back, find out exactly what uh, what he's had to go through. But <laughs> it will be great to see him back riding in May. Isotope, uh, I probably should have mentioned this last week, but Isotope has officially been retired. She's run her last race. Uh, I mentioned a big week for Angela Jones with those winners on Saturday and on Wednesday. One of your horses, Sammy, Felix the Scat's heading to the Group 1 Champagne in Sydney next week. Yeah, I think he'll give it a shake, Chris. He's uh, that was a super really? run uh, last start. Such a s- slow speed, slow tempo. He couldn't possibly win from being back there, and he, he uh, it surprised me that he finished as as close as he did in uh, in that run at Eagle Farm. And then uh, he really, really charged, didn't he, to the line off uh, off a soft tempo. So uh, I think uh, he can run well. Oh well, we'll see how that uh, field. Well, the final field next week. But, uh, it certainly appreciate the step up in distance. He's a sort of horse that just keeps on going. Uh, Chinny Boom, we see return to the races on Saturday at Doomben. Sammy was unbeaten until that last start at uh, oh, it was late last year when she got beaten narrowly. Sunshine in Paris, of course, ran third in that race and came out and won a Group One. I'd expect Chinny Boom would make a winning return on Saturday. Really good horse, that horse Chinny Boom, isn't it? And uh, it's got a lot of fans. Uh, that's for sure here in Queensland and, and North Queensland. Well, it's nearly the uh, it's the poster horse from North Queensland, isn't it? Uh, going forward, and, and I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it's in for a big winter carnival. Um, Chinny Boom, yep. it, it, it'd be great to see. Uh, 
And I tell you what else, um, uh, interesting. That was uh, quite interesting with that uh, that uh, inquiry with Desley Forster, wasn't it, Chris? It uh, obviously uh, she's appealed the decision. Um, yep. I think it was uh, myself. I think I think it was. Um, yeah, it was pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. Um, uh, you know, it's it's used as a, as a tool of encouragement. Um, uh, the stock weapon up without knowing the details, the ins and outs of the inquiry. Um, yeah, I think, uh, gee whiz, it's, uh, world's gone soft. Dead set world has gone soft. And, and this is this rubbish with whips and, and all the rest of it. I mean, you know, Desley Forster, is a, she's a, a very successful horse trainer and has been for a long time. She loves loves uh, horses and, and uh, yeah, it's just to think that... Uh, you know, she would go out and and be deliberately uh, causing pain on a horse. It's just complete madness and ridiculous. And uh, uh, but yeah, there you go. It's uh, that this is this is the world we're living in now with all this rot with about whips and 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 carry on. Uh, yeah, it's God help us the day that uh, we have to go out on a horse and we're not allowed to use the whip. Well, Sammy, I'm sure the day's going to come eventually. It, it will. It will come one of these days. And look, I don't know the ins and outs of what's happened with that, with that inquiry. But I can only speak uh, what I know. And I've had a bit to do with Desley Forster over the years, and it would be the last thing I would imagine her to be doing. So, uh, as I said, I don't know the ins and outs. But uh, whenever I've visited her in her stables for whatever media thing, I mean, uh, she treats her horses like her kids. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very very sad that it's it's all come to this now, and and I think it was uh, uh, someone working on the pool. That's where it all started, obviously, and uh, yeah. then you know that that person tells the story to to then the next person, and then it all gets uh, yeah, it all gets out of hand, and and uh, here we are. But to think Desley Forster would be going and uh, uh, be you know. Using it as not as a tool of encouragement, and that's obviously the horse needed encouragement to get in the pool, and uh, and then this is where it all starts and ends up going crazy. Yeah. Now racing over the Easter weekend, Sammy, and there's uh, plenty of it. Uh, we kick off, of course, at uh, Doomben tomorrow. We're also racing at Aquas Bow Desert on the grass, so no poly track meeting this week. Uh, there's a tab meeting at Gatton. And of course, you race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Now, if you're in one of the, uh, if you're like Sammy and you're on holidays, there's probably a race meeting near you. I'll just run through some of these non-tab meetings over the weekend. On Saturday, Bar Calden, Bullia. Sammy, you been there? I've got no idea where that is. Bullia. Never. Julia Never. Bullia. Uh, Bowen. I know where Bowen is. Uh, is it Honestly? <laughs> Not sure. I've absolutely butchered that one. Uh, Emerald Flinton. Gladstone, Nanango, and Roma. So the only one I can't get right pronunciation-wise is honestly, which I might have got. And, I, and I think so, you'll find Nathan Grubby Day is punching around there uh, on Saturday. So uh, uh, where, where? Yeah, he, that that place where that I want place you to that say you it, speak <laughs> You wouldn't say it. And he he. I, I was talking to him during the week, and I and he told me where he was riding and. Uh, and I said, where's that? And he goes, outbush, mate, outbush. <laughs> oh, well, doesn't tell you what direction or anything. It's just outbush. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. If you're out in the area, wherever that place Typical is. Typical Queensland. <laughs> exactly. Get out to the races and uh, and you might see Nathan Day right up a storm. So there's all the meetings over the uh, the Easter weekend. Of course, Monday, of course, we're racing at Augathala and we're racing at 
uh, Ipswich. There's a big meeting in Ipswich on Easter Monday. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. As Sammy has mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to catch up with our favourite trainer of that, of course, is Queensland's number one trainer, Tony Golan. He's got a, a really good uh, book of well, a book of rides, because he's not riding them, but he's got a good book of uh, runners going around <laughs> at uh, Doombin tomorrow. <laughs> Tony, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. You're a lot safer backing them if I'm training them rather than riding them, that's for sure. <laughs> How did, you, how did you go in the saddle back in the day, Tony? Were you any good in the saddle? Oh, I was pretty rough. I was pretty rough. I'm only just, I'm only just a hack when it comes to riding, that's for sure. Do you ride any of yours in any sort of work, or do you ever jump on? <laughs> You've seen the size of me. I don't ride any work. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit heavy for that. Like, I'm nearly as heavy as Sam. No, no. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky. Ah, dear. Cheeky. All right, now Tony, what? Yeah, uh, it was a bit cheeky. <laughs> maybe well, well, I, I think uh, it, it's been uh, well, a very sad during the week, Tony, uh, with with the loss of Alan Acton, who was a big part of your stable, huge figure in in the cattle world, and and then obviously in horse racing, but uh, a big supporter of yours. Yeah, it was. It's a tragic day, Tuesday for the whole. You know, Acton family, uh, the wider community up there in central Queensland. They're a pretty tough, resilient bunch of people up there, but there's no doubt this is this would have certainly rocked a lot of people up in that central Queensland. Alan's been a client of ours for a while, but I've known him even even before that and he's just a he's just a really, really good good bloke. Typical, you know, central Queensland um, you know, cow cocky, he's very resilient, very tough man and just an awfully devastating day for, for Jenny and all, and all the family. Just terrible. Yeah, and just, just reading uh, some articles, I mean, I'd never met Alan, but uh, there, nobody had a bad word to say about him at all, Tony. No, he's a really, really good guy. He's, he's a very funny guy at times, the way, the way that he said and saw things, but he, he was an awfully good person. He's, he just typifies like a lot of, you know, Country, you know, cow people. He is very, very similar, but he's, he's a good man, very generous man. Loved his horse racing. His family was steeped in, in tradition of horse racing, and he absolutely loved it. So, um, the archer that's been one of his absolute babies the last few years, getting that off the ground, and and what a success it was year one, and, and going to be bigger and bigger as time goes on. So, I don't think anyone will ever be able to, you know, look at that race in particular, um, the archer, and not think of Alan Acton. That's for sure. And he, of course, had Outback Barbie with you? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's had a bunch of horses. one horse a year. Um, we were lucky we bought Outback Barbie. She was the first year of the Spirit of Booms. And I think she was the dearest Spirit of Boom sold that year. Um, we particularly liked her out of the mare that I, I trained pure perfection. So, you know, he um, he, he, um, he bought her out had a ton of fun with her. She almost was top level, nearly, nearly group one standard. We had a bunch of fun with her. Now, just um, Tony, some of your runners in recent... Oh, sorry. Sorry, George. We're a bit, uh, it's no, a bit hard with, uh, oh. 
we're in we're in different spots, so we've got a bit of a uh, a bit of a gap there between talking. So apologies for that. I was just going to say, uh, just going looking at some of your recent uh, winners. I was very impressed with Snowboom yesterday at, uh, or sorry, on Wednesday at uh, Ipswich. Yeah, she was really good. Um, not silly this. I, I liked her the whole way along. Uh, one that John Foot bought with with roll the dice. John Foot bought her and roll the dice. Come in with us and. We bought down a Tasmanian yearling sale, so she's come up. She's come along a long way. Uh, nice filly, good sort of a filly with a good action. Won one really well there yesterday. And there's a lot more to look forward to with her, I'm sure. And I probably think of what I saw yesterday. That she'll get a little bit further as well. So and she's a very promising filly. And isn't that the beauty with John Foot? Um, you know, it doesn't matter where the sale is, he will go. I mean, you know, that's the last place I thought that John Foot would go to a to a yearling sale and, and find a horse. But he's just all over sales right around the world, and his knowledge is is unbelievable. I mean, he, his record stands for itself, but speaks for itself. But it's uh, yeah, for him to pick up a horse in Tassie and then and then you offer it up. John Foot involved, but you, you can just fill them up, can't you, Tony? Yeah, it certainly helps. He does a great job. But these are these are the sales he loves. He loves the South Island, New Zealand sales, yeah, Tasmania, and you know, second session Melbourne, all that sort of stuff. You know, like he's not the he's never the the agent that, that you want to. He doesn't really want to buy the dearest horse at the sale. He, he wants to find the diamond in the rough, yeah, you know, that needle in the haystack type type horse, and he'll go anywhere, any sale all over the world. And always try and find that not so obvious source. And Snowboom yesterday, you know, is point in take really. Now, Snowboom, Tony, you mentioned that um, <clears throat> looking for probably, well, not looking for further, but we'll get out over further. But Angela Jones rode Snowboom, and how well is she going at the moment? We had her on the show last week. She speaks so well, she rides so well. You must be wrapped. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really happy with the way Angie's going. Yeah, it's only her first season riding in town, her first season with us. She's, she's come a long way. She had a good grounding put in her uh, up there at Toowoomba. You know, she come down with, with a bit of, you know, a, a good rap on her and a bit of a bit of pressure, I guess, to fulfil it. But you wouldn't know talking to her. She's a very laid-back girl, very relaxed. Um, and she certainly takes things in a stride. I feel throughout this season so far, she's gotten, she has improved, as their client Sam will know. As their claim dwindles down, their level of improvement must continue to improve up. And I think that's one thing that she's doing really well. She's still got a bit of a way to go yet. She's not the finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but she's certainly heading in the right direction. And I think she's a, she's one of the, the few kids, I think, in town to outride her claim, and I'd say she'll be a mainstay in the city area after that. And, and she's just did. got such a, a good, good, good way about her, Tony, hasn't she? I mean... Uh, Obviously a gift, gifted horse person, but but uh, at the same time, uh, even when we speak to her at different times, she's she's never overawed by his success and t- obviously having a super run, but she seems a very level, grounded uh, jockey. Yeah, she's a real country kid, Sammy. Um, she just takes everything in a stride. She's very relaxed uh, to the point where she's just got to spark up at times a little bit. But that relaxed nature, it holds her in good stead. You're right. She doesn't seem to... She doesn't get overawed by success and she doesn't get overawed by failure either, which I think is a really good thing. She seems to keep herself in the middle and, you know, most of the most of the better athletes in any sport tend to be able to do that. You know, you never want to get too high with the wins and you never want to get too low with the losses. And I think she keeps herself 
in that middle ground really well, which is which is testament to the person she is at a very young age. She's doing it well. She looks after herself off the track. Um, you know, she's not a party goer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She's just a, a really lovely kid, and she's got a big future the way she's going. And we spoke about the um, the Robbie Frad mentoring side of things, and she seems to be really happy with that. It's just being able to talk to somebody that's ridden in a race and, and been in that situation is is so important. Yeah, it's one thing I, I've been a bit amazed by with this sport over time. Sam knows more about the jockey side of it than what I do, but a lot of the jockeys, they don't have coaches. You know, we have apprenticeships and they have their masters, but... You know, very few, very few trainers are really riders, and most trainers with big stables like ourselves are very busy with our stable, let alone to give to give your apprentice a whole lot of time. So, I'm, I'm surprised there's not more coaches out there to coach jockeys. I think it's an important role, and one that I think is going to grow within our industry with how competitive it is and the relationship Andrew and, and Robbie have at the moment. I think it's only bearing it's only bearing good fruit at the moment. I, I think it'll only improve and. As Robbie gets his teeth more into it, he's got a wealth of experience, he's ridden all around the world, he's, um, he's passing on a lot of valuable lessons to her, and from an impartial viewpoint as well, which I think is always important. Owners and trainers always have a, a partial view, have a view to different different opinions due to, can be based on all different sorts of scenarios, but with Robbie it's just purely a coaching viewpoint. Tony, my next question is uh, all for selfish reasons, because uh, I had a chunk on her last week, the party girl... What what happened there? Why why did she not perform last week? Yeah, I was a real head scratch of that one, Sam. We couldn't find any straight away with her either. Um, but there's subsequent we have found something with her. She's she's um she looks like she's done a bit of a wrench on her left front fetlock with any inflammatories after the race. It wasn't present Monday straight away, the blow Tuesday when we did our rechecks out at Embrook, there is some issues there. So we've taken some X rays. The issue we've got at the moment is nothing too obvious, so we need to see how things play out over the next week or 10 days. We won't see her back at the races until we're 100% sure what's going on, but there's certainly been a slight issue with her post-race. Yeah, she just didn't put in in the straight at all, so there was obviously some issue there. Now, uh, runners at Doombin tomorrow, you've got, a, uh, as I said, a good number of runners with good chances, uh, as Sammy's doing the blowing there outside his uh, caravan door, sounds like. You've got the blower out there, uh, Sammy, is that what it is? Can you can you believe it? Like the the guard, there, there would be a thousand caravans in this joint. What what has he got to do? What garden has he got to do? That I mean, the joint's jam packed. Surely you don't need to have the blower and the lawnmower out. Like seriously, well, he's especially his job. especially especially on Thursday morning when I'm trying to do a couple of hours of work. Ah, oh, there you go. All right, Tony. Race number two uh, on Saturday is uh, the three-year-old handicap, two thousand and forty meters. We'll take this in turns. Uh, we'll ta- <laughs> Where are we going now? We'll take this in turns, Sam. Compass Rose is a mare I really like, and I think she'll lap up the 2,000 metres. Yeah, I agree. I think she will too. Uh, blinkers go on. I think it's an important gear change. I was, I was going to put them on going to the Mile Maiden, and I didn't. I just thought I'd wait till I got out to the Mile, and she won. I don't love changing gear on horses that win. And I think that cost her the race the other day. She just wandered around far too much. Should have won the race. Blink is on, step to 2,000, positive. Um, I can't give you an off her at all. Very happy with her. And in the same colours, Silver Goddess in the same race. She was really good at the Sunshine Coast. Clearly doesn't come out of the same form lines, but she definitely can stay. We able to give her the four weeks between runs. I gave her a jump out at um, Doomin last week, which she won a 1,000-metre jump out, which is pretty amazing considering how, how dour. Like, she'd get... You know, she'd get 2,800 on her ear, this thing. 
So I see a filly I quite like. I've definitely found the right race. It's a race of very few chances. It's hard to separate the two. Um, the stronger of the two horses, Compass Rose, as far as physical strength goes. Uh, race three, you've got Flensburg going around. Looks pretty close now, Tony. Yeah, he probably a bit unlucky the other day. Just missed the boat on him, Kyle. So I'm sure he'll be able to redeem that tomorrow. He'll be midfield, get a nice run. Any rain around, any rain around good Friday night would only help him. But he's in nice order, 2003rd up, spot on. Uh, the next one, as I'm uh, scrolling down here, and that is a Tenzing for Jimmy Orman. Well, the only luck he's had since I've had him is bad. He just mm. can't seem to get the right <laughs> run in races. He's a nice horse. He's one on the back up in New Zealand. It's not something I do a whole lot back horses up, but he has one on the back up. He's a big, strong horse. He's just got to get the right run. This is a pretty even, even race. It's a reasonable enough past three. Um, with some good chances in it. But look, he, he's certainly fitting well. Back up won't hurt him. He just needs a right run in transit. Where do you see him in the run? I, I thought from that gate he's probably going to end up no, behind know. a couple of the other main chances. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so, unless we try and chance our hand and rock him a little bit closer. Um, yeah. I'll talk to, to Luke and the team at Aussie Bloodstock, and I don't know what we'll do with him yet. i just got to look through that a bit more, but... I think we might have had him forward and mid if we could be there, but that's just risky business on that draw. So I hate drawing wide at the at the mile at Dermot. It just makes life tough. Now, race six, you've got uh, Licker going around. She's a filly that's unbeaten. Tony, she beat my my horse. I've got one horse and 2.5%, and you knocked her over last <laughs> start, April in Augusta. <laughs> and I was unlucky, but Licker looks pretty good. She can make it three from three. Yeah. Yeah, you were you were unlucky the other day, but in fairness, she got softened up a lot in front liquor. Like she was there to lay down. Um, she's a nice filly. This is a big step up, isn't it? That midweek race was okay strength, and I, it was strong going into it. But this is this race certainly tells us the carnivals on our doorstep with some really likely types here resuming. Um, nice filly, got good natural speed. Always thought Doom and ten fifty would really suit her. Just going to see whether whether her form can measure up to this grade. But she's a filly with a big pedigree, really good sort. And from history tells me these fillies improve when you put them under pressure. Uh, Chris, are you doing the uh, self-indulgent? Is that the uh, race turn. number seven, self-indulgent? Uh, self-indulgent, yes. here we go. Uh, another with Jimmy Orman from a good gate. This race is, even though it's had a couple of scratchings, it's got a bit of depth to it, hasn't it? Yeah, you can see these races are all starting to get a bit stronger, a bit more depth to them now. We're, you know, we're in April. Um, you know, the carnival really starts off next week, you know, our first lot of listed races, etc. So <clears throat> you can see that even coming through these benchmark races, there's a bit of strength in them all. She's a nice filly, this. I've always started her off a bit shorter and then got out to the 1,201. This time I'm giving her three jump outs to a trial as I'm straight. Johnny on the spot at her distance. I'll either be right or I'll be just found wanting late with improvement to come on. That I'm not sure about. But her work Tuesday was, was bloody good and she'll present, in, she'll present to the eye in really good condition. Your last runner at uh, Doombin on Saturday is Halal coming up in the, uh, the open handicap race number eight. Uh, obviously, your excuse is there first up, three wide at least and no cover. I thought he was really good last time, and I think the 1350 metres is absolutely ideal, Tony. Yeah, it's funny. I, I left the races the first day. We took him, stepped him out, kicking stones. I, I just couldn't have him mean beat that day, all the work he'd done. And the way. He, he just gave me the good feel going into it. And I was really disappointed. Even though he had excuses, I was still disappointed. 
went back all through his form previously, and he can put that sort of run in fresh up. Second up, he always improves. He did that the other day. If he had been at his trip, which is at 1,300 to probably a mile, mm. there's no doubt he wins second up. So we get there third up. He's in good order. Just doesn't want an absolute bog track. He wants a track you know, soft or better, but he's in really good shape. I know he gives them weight. He deserves to. Uh, I still think even with the weight he gives them, he looks really well placed here now. He's right up to the mark. All right. Your best chance on the day? Yeah, we've got that sort of team in, haven't we? We've got a good even team in all day. I don't think there's a race we're in where we're not going to be competitive, which is what we want. Um, I'm probably going to go with Halal in the last. I really right. like him third up. I'm not worried about him carrying the weight. I think he's earned it against these horses. Tony, have you ever done an interview before um, with a guy that sounds like he's riding around on a, on a ride on mower while he's talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it hasn't, it's all we haven't lost our stride throughout the whole interview. We've, we've, we've handled it really no. well with a bit of background noise. We've done well. It's Easter. It's oh. Easter. It's Easter. It's, Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it, and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of SEN. We can we're anywhere, anytime. Bang, pacing, chasing, and racing, yeah. <laughs> and gardening. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, thanks so much for your time as always. Uh, best of luck over the whole Easter weekend. I hope you have a great Easter and we'll talk to you again shortly. Same to you guys. Have a terrific Easter and all the listeners out there. I hope you all have a, like, plenty of winners Saturday and have plenty of plenty of good times with family on Sunday. Fantastic. Thanks, Tony. Yet, Appreciate Tony. it. Tony Golan joining us there, Sammy. Now, before we go for a break, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit Racing Queensland. .com.au This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate uh, on this Good Friday. Remember, Aquas is Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and home to Group 1 sprinting sensation Purata. Now, as mentioned at the top of the show, catching up with Ash Morgan to discuss his uh, move from New South Wales to Queensland to ride predominantly for Matt Dunn, but I'm sure you'll find he's going to be picked up by many other trainers. We spoke to Matt earlier. Uh, sorry, we spoke to Ash earlier, not Matt. We spoke to Ash earlier. Now, he couldn't quite fit in the whole interview here, so this is just part of it. If you'd like to hear the complete interview with Ash Morgan, then uh, have a listen to the Darling Download tomorrow morning on SEN Track at 7am. That's Queensland time, of course, where the whole interview will be played in full. Even though that uh, this person is not really riding, well, he's not riding at Gutton, he's riding at uh, Brisbane on Saturday at Doomben. But Ash Morgan has uh, made the move from New South Wales up to uh, Brisbane and is, uh, yeah, he's going to be uh, a good addition to the riding ranks. And we've spoken about it on Punters, mate, and uh, on the Darling Downlow in recent weeks. We're getting a lot of new jockeys moving up to Queensland, aren't we? We are, and it all started, as I said, with uh, with Jeff Lloyd all those years ago, and Robbie Frad came not from interstate but from overseas, and then we got a whole heap of people come from from uh, interstate, and it's just been one after the other, and, and Ash is another one. But look, speaking to Ash uh, just before we go to air, or we went to air, Sammy, it sounds like Ash is actually from somewhere else as well. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he's too local. Or originally, he was definitely from somewhere else. So, uh, Ash, uh, good morning to you. Yeah, no, that's how you get, and thanks for having me on. That's all right. Now, where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm from Wales um, originally, just um, in the UK. I'm from Cardiff originally. And how long have you been here? Uh, oh, I've been here. I've been here five years now. I did. I did my apprenticeship in um, in Newmarket in England, and um, 
yeah, I, it'll be five years in May since I came over. The speed of the racing is, is run a lot differently and the fact that obviously, and especially up here in Brisbane, we have a lot of short course horses. Yeah, that's right. It's a completely different style um, of race. And over here, I actually went back at the end of last season for um, three months back to the UK. I did, um, and I had a few rides while I was over there for George Bowie. And um, yeah, I just um, noticed the difference, especially when I've gone back to how, how much slower the races are run there. Sorry, Is uh, now, yeah, you're right. Uh, going into Doombin this Saturday, uh, stuck with you. You're riding for Matty Dunn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, I, I had a look at acceptances at his, at his form, and like, like you say, at his best form, um, he definitely right right in this race. Um, obviously, the last few ones have been slightly disappointing, but um, yeah, if he only has to come back to his old form to be to be really competitive in a race like this. Yeah, well, he used to be trained by Tony Gollan back in um, back in his better days, and he used to roll along in front. I remember him winning a couple of races at uh, at Eagle Farm when he was uh, going really well. So. He certainly got the ability. Uh, you're also riding Green Rain uh, in the final race. Oh, no, sorry, race seven, 1,200 metres, first up from a break. Now, this is a horse that was in very good uh, form last campaign. Might need the run fresh, you would think, but, gee, uh, looking at the first up record, has won. So not without a chance, you would think, Ash? Uh, no, definitely not without a chance. I was actually meant to ride him um, yesterday. He scrapped out of Ipswich. Um, He's drawn a little bit sticky, but he's no weight on his back. So, um, you know, obviously speak to match instructions would be. But, um, yeah, like he's a horse that when he hits form, um, he can actually hold that form quite well. And you're off to, to Ballinor, I see, on Tuesday. You've got a heap of rides there? Yeah, I've got six at Ballinor. Um, I've not I've not ridden at Ballinor before. It's, um, it's a bit far out from Newcastle. But um, it looks like I've got a couple, of, a couple of chances. Also a couple of horses resuming that they might might need the run. But um, uh, definitely a couple of chances there. Probably introvert. Um, with Matt's the one, one that it's made me the other day, probably the best of them. Have you ridden the Ballina? Uh, hooking up, yeah, I haven't ridden at Ballina, but it's a good track. And and I think when you're hooking up with uh, trainers like Matty Dunn and Dwayne Schmidt, uh, obviously uh, Dwayne trains, uh, you know, he's got a good team of horses. And I see in the first, you're riding a horse uh, over the thousand. Reach over, it's drawn nicely. You know, that, 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 well, Dwayne looks to, looks to have, have, have a decent chance there. Um, like I said, Dwayne's horses are, are running really well at the minute. So, um, yeah, hopefully that, that's the way you go. Uh, race three, another over the thousand, Capitalia and Maddie Dunn. I'm sure you know this one. Yeah, well, I have, obviously I haven't sat in this horse. Um, looks like it probably wants to improve off its first run there at Mwollombar, but um, looked to trial okay the other day um, behind Green Rain. So, um, like I said, we'll have to improve off that uh, after that first start. You did mention introvert earlier, so we'll go straight to race number six. And you're on number 11 here. Uh, Sultry Vixen again for Dwayne Schmidt. Good barrier. Overall form, though, just needs to find something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Got, got beaten at a fair way there at, there at Armadale. Um, probably going to need to find something, but I guess drawing a, drawing a good race. But good uh, barrier there at Bound is going to be helpful, but um, yeah, we'd have to lift. And in race number seven, you're riding Sheriff Cody for the glue man, Owen Glue, uh, with the big weight. Yeah, yeah, he's got a big weight, and he's probably going to be better when he gets up over further. Um, I don't think he's won over anything under a mile, so um, it's probably just a good spot for him to, to, to start off you know, for having his first one since November. 
Good book of rides there for Ballina on Tuesday. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure uh, you're available for for all trainers to to come and ride trials and a bit of work around the place. Ash, it's uh, you know onwards and upwards for you uh, after moving to Brisbane. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay, I I went went up from Grafton to Max and rode a bit of work for you. So I'm waiting for Eagle Farm for the first morning this morning. Rode a few for Peacecoat, so. You'll only need a couple of winners, and those trainers, those major trainers up here, will be all over you, Ash. I guarantee it. Yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully that that, that won't take too long to get the ball ball rolling anyway. Well, best of luck for the weekend, and hope you have a uh, a ripper Easter, and we look forward to seeing your name up in lights uh, in Brisbane. No, perfect. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. It is a holiday paradise, and that's exactly where Sam Highland is, but there's no Gibbo today, Sam. Oh, no Gibbo. No, no Gibbo. Well, he's got some... Being a short week, and we've all got to fit five days into four, he's got commitments with the Gold Coast Turf Club. So he couldn't join us this morning, but I thought, seeing you're on the Gold Coast, you could give us tips for um, for Bow Desert. What do you think of that? Oh, righto. Yeah, well... Why not? I'm only joking because uh, you've got. Let's you just get some. Let's get some. Yeah, well, I, I I was thinking that's a that's a question without notice, or that's a that's oh, no. a demand uh, with no notice. But uh, I would not do surely that I can. They normally have a they normally have a twenty two twenty four hundred meter gazumpathon going on uh, around Bodessa yeah. as I'm scrolling. I think it's about seven laps. And, and it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't look like they've got one on. It. Uh, they have not. They have not got one of those staying races on. Uh, there's a few scratchings in the two-year-old uh, at this stage, though. So, uh, What's a interesting. Uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing's jumping out right at me straight away. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Now, where are your best bets for Saturday? Uh, righto. Well, let's go to. Uh, we know that uh, I always have. Uh, Toowoomba ready to go, and we've got no Toowoomba racing uh, because no. they raced on uh, Thursday night. So Correct. we're going to Gatton, Gatton, and I'm going race seven, number one, Absolute Charmer for the uh, Dick Van Dyke Stable, David Van Dyke oh. Stable. And first up, I think this will be improved from last preparation. It's had a nice trial under its belt, and... I reckon it can jump and put itself in a spot and be hard to beat. So, uh, race seven, number one, absolute Sammy. charmer. Then I am going, yeah? I can tell you, having done uh, plenty of form this week, that horse has been nominated for about five races. I don't know where it accepted in the end, but he's had that in everywhere, that horse. Okay, well, I, I did say it's in in town, but it's... Uh, Right down the bottom of the list, it's it's definitely got to run uh, here at uh, at Gaton. So uh, will be interesting to see where it goes. At Doomben, I am going with race nine, number five, Astero for Matt Smith and Kyle Wilson Taylor. Uh, gee, I reckon this is a good race uh, for this. 
There's a few sausages in this race. Uh, oh, slow hands. He's a mate of mine. He loves running a second, that one. Uh, <laughs> and look at that. 55 starts for 12 seconds. Six wins, 12 seconds, and six thirds. He's a bit of a bridesmaid. I'll oh, slow hands. I'll oh, slowy. So I don't think he'll be any danger first up in that race. But uh, I, I am going with number five, Astero. Yeah, it's... Uh, was a winner of one of those midway races at uh, Rose Hill last time, last time round. He's a great trainer, Matt Smith, and uh, uh, yeah, I think Kyle's picked up a really good ride here to, to round out his day. So I reckon it'll be getting the money. And then what about Sandown race seven number five, Lady of Honor? I had something on this this morning, and uh, it's twelve bucks, Chris. So this this will give it a shake, uh, Lady of Honor. Gee, it goes well, and yeah, I think that the the Hayes Camp, the Ben and JD Hayes Camp, how well have mm. they been going of late? Flying, uh, absolutely flying, aren't they? I see Ayrton's in that race, Sammy. Is Ayrton a sausage? It's a cockroach, dead set cockroach. <laughs> Ayrton, don't I? Now this... I heard Tags put it. Tags tipped it as his best a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh dear, oh dear, Ayrton, really? So. Yeah, I, 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 look, I'm not scared of it. But anyway, see, maybe. It'll come out and nail me now, won't it? It's always yep, the for one. For sure. You can guarantee it. Uh, Doombin on Saturday. <laughs> I tell you, I've tipped a couple of possible sausages here. Uh, I think Rations. Now, there's a horse that can find a second placing. Rations, the mare. But she looks well placed in race five. And, and look, she's around $5. So I think the safe way to go is each way with her. I think she'll run a really good race. If she doesn't win, I'd be surprised if she didn't run a placing. So race five, number 11, rations. And Sammy, you know what I've tipped in. Have you got Saturday's fields in front of you there at Doombin? I have, yeah. Yeah. Have a get. I want you to guess this. What do you think I've tipped in race four? And I'm talking major sausage. Uh, race not ra- four. Not Raffley either. Have t- you have tipped... Uh, it's not Sir Barnabas. Uh, what is it? Is it the top one, Matawataki? Yes, yes, Matawataki, yeah, who thought, uh, hasn't won for. I you, think you, it heard, won. you heard Sam Collard on. You heard Sam Collard on the Queensland hoop. She was giving a push for it. Jack Bruce, he's dead set training up a storm, isn't he? But he is. is he good enough to get Matawataki to win? I don't know about well, that. I think the key with Matt Owatarkby is 1,600 metres because he is always running on and he just looks to be searching for that. He's only been beaten a length or so his last three starts. Sammy Collett does jump on and he draws well. I don't want to see him up in the first three, but if he's around midfield and he gets a gap in the straight, he could knock them out. So I think he's got some value there around him. Uh, Chinny Boom will go well. Irish Songs is another one I think will run well in race eight. Now, Halal and Tumbler Ridge are the class here. But Irish Songs isn't without a chance each way. Race 8, number 12. Was there anything you liked in Sydney, Sam? Uh, let's have a look at Sydney. Uh, I did, I'll tell you what, I didn't mind in that uh, in race 8. Uh, uh, there's a few of mine that I, I don't mind tipping. Uh, legal Spree's down the bottom there. He's, uh, I know it's a strong race and he might not be up to it, but he's not hopeless. And that last chance... Uh, it was a good win last start, wasn't it? Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, this as as Tony Golan alluded to. That these races got really good depth to them on uh, 
on on Saturday at Durban, and you know a lot of these horses obviously going to have a presence in uh, in the Winter Carnival. That's for sure. As as things uh, start to, to 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 rev up a bit, now on to Sydney and uh, the Percy Sykes Stakes. Well, it's a it's a, a really nice race, isn't it? And there's some really uh, up and comers uh, in that. Autumn Ballet is definitely going to uh, take beating the Oaks. Uh, I, I like this uh, Pavitra for James McDonald, Richard and Will Friedman. Uh, it, it'll be strong at the trip. Here it is, the Sydney Cup. Uh, good race, gold trip. There's plenty been tipping gold trip for this race, haven't they? It was good the other day. And uh, I reckon, you know, you know how strong he is at, know how strong he is at the two miles. Would you believe, Chris O, I had something on Surefire last week. Yep. Joe Marrera, how good was it? So uh, it's a good race, good race, the Sydney Cup. It's it's going to be a beauty. Uh, with the Queen Elizabeth, I'm going the way of uh, Dubai Honour. Uh, the Queen of the Turf Stakes, uh, I'm a big fan of Levante. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really good horse, and but that a few different uh, form lines going into that race and uh, Exelita. It, it'll give it a bit of a shake too. It, it was very good last time round, and two back it was super. And the Sapphire Stakes in the last in Sydney uh, wouldn't mind uh, Expat to to uh, come out on top there. So uh, there's a few for Sydney. It's quite a few for Sydney, Sam. I, I like um, I like Pierossa each way in the Oaks. I like this Cleveland in the Sydney Cup. I thought the run in the Tankwood was uh, really strong. Joseph O'Brien trains. Uh, this is one owned by Lloyd Williams, Sam. Obviously, we'll be heading our way in the spring, or our old way in the spring. Uh, Animo, for me, I'm not tipping against Animo. Uh, the other the other two races you mentioned, they're a bit too hard. I don't know. It's hard to line up alcohol-free. I do think Hypothetical can win a, a run a race in the last, so race 10, number 11, and Autumn Ballet, race 3, number 3. So if we haven't given everyone enough tips for Easter there, I don't know what's wrong. Because uh, there's plenty of ways to make some money with those tips, that's for sure. So whatever you're doing over Easter, have a great weekend. It's been a bit of a difficult show today with all of us in different spots. We'll all be back in the studio next week. Back to normal. Look after yourselves. Pump well. I hope the uh, Easter Bunny's kind on Sunday.